0: 15th to get that deal done and, and it was the 14th of the afternoon i would given one last shot i texted coop I, I told him the deal and i said i need a contract by the end of the day can you help me out you know he you know wanting it to see some highlights of my my previous year in switzerland and, and that and, um i got a text from him saying he's gonna reach out to steve eisman at the time and and we'll try to get something done and i got a phone call a couple hours later with a deal which was uh, so I give a lot of credit to, to John, Cooper, and, and Steve and the guys who kind of trust me and take loyalty. And I, I wanted to give it everything I got to, to kind of relay that you know that, that, that loyalty and, and thank them.
1: Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli and this is Crunch Chronicles presented by Wendy's. Today on the show we chat with one of the all-time great Crunch players who played in five different seasons with the Crunch. We're talking about Corey Conacher, who joined the Crunch at the start of their affiliation with the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2012-2013. He piled up 28 points in 36 Crunch games that year before being called up to Tampa once the NHL lockout was lifted. After a train to Ottawa, Conacher would be away from the organization until he signed with the Lightning again ahead of the 2016-17 season. That year, he helped lead the crunch to the Calder Cup Finals with a league-high 28 points during the playoffs. He would continue with the crunch through the 2019-2020 season before returning to Switzerland for two seasons. Earlier this year, Conacher signed a PTO of the Belleville Senators, playing in two games, scoring an assist, before being sidelined with an injury, but he hasn't lost the itch to play the game. You'll hear that coming up on the show. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Wendy's Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger is back. Dive into a bite packed with warm, savory beer cheese, applewood smoked bacon, crispy fried onions, and hot and juicy beef. All perfectly paired with a Dr. Pepper at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Dr. Pepper is a registered trademark of Dr. Pepper 7-Up, Inc., Lee Baldwin & Company is a proud sponsor of the Syracuse Crunch. For all of your investment needs, check them out at investtoday.com. Lee Baldwin & Company, you do the dreaming, they'll do the math. I'm doing good, Lucas. Thanks for having me, buddy. I've I've been on the buggy about this because I always see
0: people coming on uh, this uh, podcast, and I've been waiting for my phone call, so it's nice to finally get that.
1: Yeah, well, we're very excited to have you here. It's uh, you know we've been we've been saving the big guests for uh, for the big weeks, and this is a big one for us. And uh, we're thrilled to have you here. It's an exciting time for us. And you know, as we roll into the middle of this season for the Crunch, let's uh, get caught up on what you've got going on right now. You're you're still involved in the game. You had uh, played a couple of games earlier this season in Belleville. Get us caught up on uh, your situation now and, and what you've got going on.
0: To put it easy, I'm a free agent right now. Yeah. But uh no, I signed a PTO with uh Belleville. Um you know, near the start of the year there and uh unfortunately got injured. I uh so I've been dealing with a bit of an injury, but uh thinking I'll be back within the next, you know, week or two and uh I'm itching to get back playing and then I'm like I said, I'm a free agent right now and I'm just kinda at home uh training a little bit and kinda getting getting better and doing a little rehab and uh you know hopefully in the near future i can uh, put on a jersey again and, and and play some hockey i'm i'm getting excited and um, excited to see where I end up—that's for sure.
1: I'm, I'm sure all Crunch fans of yours are perking up now with uh, with that. Uh, <laughs> just the thought of that uh, potential—you know, just thinking that you're out there as a free agent—you know, it's got to be hard, though. Uh, you know, when you're in a situation like this, when you come in on a PTO and you get hurt, you're trying to earn a spot on a team. What's the biggest challenge there for you know when you're going through a situation like that where you're you're looking to land with a team and, and then you get banged up?
0: Yeah, it's tough because, you know, uh, Belleville, uh, I'm thankful for them giving me the opportunity to to try out with them and and play for them. And um, Even through the process of me getting injured, uh, you know, I'm not sure what the rules are, but uh, they can certainly, uh, you know, let me go at any time, I think. And and, and they kept me around and they kept me on the payroll and they they allowed me to come to the rink and kind of be with the guys. And, uh, you know, I think they saw a little bit of uh, something in me where I could maybe help the young guys. and. Even though I was injured, I could still be around the rink and maybe help the vibe and 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 stay positive in the room and and like I said, help the young guys kind of grow their game and stuff and get used to the the speed of the AHL and um, so that's what they kind of used me for even though I was injured. Uh, but uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of thanks to, to them on keeping me around and and um, you know, but uh, it, it's definitely tough to be able to play on a you know you're basically on a tryout every day. You know, you, every every practice matters, every workout matters. You know, like I said, at any time they can let you go. So you kind of want to be at your best uh, every day, and you don't want to kind of have an off day because it could be your last day. So being on trial, it's a trial, it's, it's important, especially as an older guy as well, and um, someone who's you know been somewhat successful in the league and been around for a while. It's you know you don't want to show any signs of losing your your step in the game, and, and you want to show that you still can play at a high level. And that's what I was trying to do. Is you know, the time I was there and the time I was there healthy. And um, I think I did that. And hopefully, uh, like I said, when I come back from this, the other teams give me that opportunity and I'm willing to fight for, for my job. I've been doing that for a long time and throughout my career, I've never been, you know, hands. anything. it's always been, you know, I've never got drafted. Uh, I have a pretty long story where I was kind of hidden under the radar and I just kind of worked my way way up and that's kind of how I'm still want to be. I want to fight for my job and, and and go to the rank every day and, and be the best out there and, and you know it's, you know i've been around it's it's you know it never gets old for me and i i get excited especially with the new sun um, who's starting to like the game a, a lot as well? It's kind of be fun to it'd be fun to have him come to the rink and see me on the ice, and play some games.
1: Well, definitely circle back on on him in a moment. But you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say this is almost the story of your career. You go, over, you've always been fighting uh, for those positions that you know, whether it's a spot on the team, spot on the NHL, whatever it is. Uh, since like you said, day one coming out of college. You know, having that experience throughout the course of your career, obviously, it's shaped you as a player throughout the course of your career. But you know, how does that help in this situation now? When here you are again, looking to, to earn a spot and fight for a spot on a team?
0: Yeah, you know, it definitely helps. You know, the one thing my dad always said growing up is, you know, if you're good enough, they'll find you, and, and you know, that's how I live by. You know, I knew if no matter where I went, I went to a small school. Uh, that wasn't big on hockey, um, but he said, you know, if you're good enough, they'll, they'll, they'll find you, they'll come watch. So it, it just takes one person to like you to give you an opportunity and you got to continue to take advantage of, of certain opportunities and, and, and then, you, you know, you'll give yourself an opportunity to play at the highest level. And that's kind of what I did. And, and, and I try and, you know, relay that message to, to a lot of the guys that are playing right now. You know, it's there's only a – probably can count on one hand or a couple hands how many players can kind of get by with with their name and you, you know if for for 95 percent of the players in the league you know you have to be good or else there's such a good crop of young guys and veteran or uh, debt players that are just itching to, to take your spot so you just got to be prepared for um for that and you got to be prepared every day you know as if it's your loss and that's um you know you don't want to stress yourself out too much I you know I try and make sure the young guys are enjoying themselves and 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 having fun with the game but at the same time you don't want to get too uh Call and you want to take advantage of that opportunity you're given if you're in the AHL that's you know there's guys in the ECHL there's guys in Europe that are, are fighting for your, they want to be where you're at and you got to understand that so you gotta you know take advantage of that opportunity you're given and and uh and roll with it and, and and so yeah that's kind of the way i live by you know growing up and it, it's it's worked out and i just try and be work harder than the guy next to me and and and, and get by that way
1: a uh, great message for uh for any player who might be listening to this as well right there uh and then you mentioned your son cal of course who what is he got to be about four maybe five years old already i uh, know he was born when you were here in syracuse how's he doing what's uh, you said he's getting into hockey now
0: uh yeah he's uh yeah he's four now obviously this COVID kind of hurt his uh we probably got him on ice earlier but you know rinks weren't very mm. very available when COVID started but uh well yeah over the last uh, he just started school this year he's in jk so he's yeah he's four years old and, uh over the christmas break is when we we started kind of really getting him into getting into the skates and, you know we're just kind of doing public skates where we go out there with him and stuff and and he's, you know, pushing it around. His little thing that helps him on the ice for the first couple of times. But now he's kind of – it's figured out pretty fast. So he's going to be skating faster than me sooner, sooner than later, I think. And uh, I'll be chasing him around soon. But, uh, no, he seems to love it. And, uh, you know, obviously my family's big into hockey and stuff. And, and you know, everyone enjoys going on the ice together. So um, he'll get into it quick. And he's coming. Actually, we're coming to the game this, this weekend against uh, – my sister's my sister's uh, husband, uh, Schmelzer, who plays for Utica, so We're coming to the game against the Syracuse and Utica game, and it uh, should, should be uh, fun fun for him to come watch and uh, fun to be around. Uh, I'm sure we'll run into some of the guys on, on Syracuse and say Wally and some of those guys, and Cal will love that, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome, and and I'm sure it keeps you young too. Like you said, you're you're still uh, trying to stay active and stay in the game, and you got you're buzzing around with him. That's got to keep you young.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. I've been on the ice uh, a lot, yeah. Like like I said, a lot lately. So it's uh, it's definitely fun. You know, he, he definitely keeps me uh, in shape for sure. He, he's he's not a kid that likes to sit around. So um, it's been it's been uh, it's crazy how fast they grow up, and and uh, but it's been. a you know, fun experience, especially his last uh, last little while since he started skating.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Corey Conacher is our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. Okay, Corey, we'll uh, start to shift our uh, focus to your time in Syracuse. Obviously, lots of time here—five years in total, over uh, 200 games with the Crunch. Started way back in 2012, 2013, and you were gone for a few years. Came back again. We'll dive into those seasons in a in a moment. But you know, just your general thoughts on you know the five years you spent here in Syracuse and uh, you know your experience here.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm actually hoping my time there is not not done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love to love to come back and and play. I always I keep in contact with you know the coach BG and obviously like I said some of the guys there Wally and Doomy and some of those guys. So it's 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 a fun group. You know, it's it's always been a fun group. They you know the the organization knows how to pick their players and they pick uh, they pick the right players. It seems like all the time. So it's uh... no, but Syracuse was great. You know, they you know obviously I came from Norfolk at you know, early on in my career, we moved from Norfolk to Syracuse with a group that was uh, a pretty special group, and and so to you know start my you know I think I played 28 games there, around 28 games there before I went I uh, got called up to my first NHL game. But uh, you know we had a special group. It seems like we always have special groups in, in Syracuse. They always seem to find a way, especially in playoffs. To to make a bit of a run. And, and, uh, it's a winning culture, Tampa Bay's organizations It seems like a very winning culture and, you know, they do right. They treat their players very well. And, uh, um, obviously, you know, you, when you think about the HL and going into Syracuse, if you're in a weight team, it's, it's, it's tough to play. So you gotta give a lot of credit to the fans. I, I, I built some relationships with, with, with some of those fans and, and you know you, you you just love playing in front of them. They they, they make it easy to play in front of, them and they they give you an extra boost when when times are tough, and they um, they ride with you when when you're winning. So it's 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 been a fun it's a fun experience playing Syracuse, and it's super tough to play there if you're an away team. So that's what you want. And, and uh, even over the years, over the you know the years I was there, it seemed like the city kept getting better and better. My wife and I love the the. The food there, we're foodies, so we love the food there. We love the, the big uh, mall that's there, and there's a lot of things that you can do there. So it's uh, it's, it's a nice place to play if you're an AHL guy, and, and like I said, tough to play if you're coming in to, to play Syracuse Crunch.
1: Yeah, the great advantage of the Crunch over the years for sure, this, uh, this building and the fans here. We'll go back to 2012-2013, uh, your first stint in Syracuse, and like you talked about, you were with the organization in Norfolk the year before, uh, won the Calder Cup there with the Admirals. Obviously, the affiliation swap, we've talked about it with so many guys over the course of the, uh, the two years we've done Crunch Chronicles, whether it's Mike is the J.P. Cotes, uh, you know, Eric Nielsen, et cetera, et cetera, and all talking about just that transition. Obviously, it was, it was a little bit jarring initially just to, to go from one city to another. What was the transition like for you? And like you mentioned, you're only here for just about 30 games that, uh, that year. But, you know, going from one city to another, the whole team basically moved, but it, just a new stop and a new year
0: uh yeah i'm kind of used to that I, I was uh you know i think you know at the end of my college career i went from uh rochester to cincinnati to milwaukee and then i was in norfolk so i was kind of used to the packing by then already um so early on in my career but uh i actually you know I, my line mate norfolk and then a bit of syracuse is actually LeBrie who's obviously there right now so that was i'm sure he's got a, a lot of stories to tell as well but uh but yeah, that transition wasn't wasn't too bad considering it, it's pretty close to my hometown, which I enjoyed. Norfolk's obviously a little farther. So I think I had a few more family visitors and, and friends come uh, some, watch some of those games. And, um, you know, that was the year of the lockout. So I didn't even know. Um, I was excited to come into that year thinking, you know, I had a good chance at camp to maybe uh, make ten, the Lightning team at the time. But uh, unfortunately, there was a lockout. So, so. In a sense, going down to Syracuse was was a little bit disappointing. I think it was for a lot of guys that are on the team um, because we didn't get that opportunity to, to have camp and, and try and make the Tampa or at least get a good impression, put a good impression in the organization's eyes to uh, to make the team there. But uh, but we also had a stacked team going into Syracuse again just because of the guys that uh, that were there. And uh, um, it was a fun, you know, obviously, like I said, the, the playing in that building, Um it's it's tough. I was actually one of my first games in the AHL was with uh, Rochester, and we played in Syracuse. And I actually got my first AHL goal, professional goal, actually, uh, in 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 the building. But uh, um, I just remember, you know, in all just you know, seeing the fans. I you know, we didn't have many fans at at school where I went to school. So uh, to see the uh, the fans there and how intense it was. and how small the rink seemed just because of the fans being on top of you like that is it was, it was tough to play, but fortunately, like I said, I got, I got that goal. It was, it was a pretty exciting uh, night for me, but, uh, well, yeah, back to the question. Yeah. The transition wasn't too bad for me, like I said, because of uh, how close it was to home and how much I've already traveled, uh, over my short uh, pro career. And, uh, um we had like i said we had a pretty pretty similar group as we did in norfolk and it was a uh, fun to start the year with, with those guys
1: yeah yeah such a good team that year like you talked about and that ended up going to the finals in 2013 for the crunch you were not uh with the team at that point uh, at the end of the year there you had been uh, traded to ottawa but uh, still a, a a great group of guys here in syracuse that year you're gone for a few years uh, you play, uh, you know, across the NHL and the AHL a bit as well. You go to Switzerland, then you come back uh, in 2016, 2017. You rejoin the organization. What brought you back? I guess a, a few years later, you rejoin the Lightning organization, and uh, you were there for, you know, the, the next few years.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I, like, like you said, I went to Switzerland. Um, you know, I was, I had some stints in before then with, 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 Ottawa and Buffalo. And, and then I was with the Islanders and I got traded, um, ended up being in Utica. And, and that, that time when I was in Utica, I ended up signing up with a team over in Switzerland. Um, just cause you know, I was losing a bit of wind. I was, my confidence was all down and, and I ended up getting a text from Guy Boucher who's coaching in Switzerland. He, he kind of said, oh, why don't you come over here and, and try and get that second wind and, and re re, you know, get your career going again. And, and, You know, we've had success. Me and Boucher have had success together. He was in Tampa when I first got called up to Tampa. Um, So we knew each other. We had a good relationship. And so, uh, you know, I trusted him and and ended up going over to Switzerland with with Bern and we ended up winning the championship there. And I got a chance to play for Team Canada at the Spanier Cup. So it was a pretty special year for me. And the following year, I I did have a deal with uh, Bern, the same team, in place um, for a second year. Um, But I had the option to opt out and, and sign a deal with a North American team. It just had to be a one way. So I knew that, uh, getting a one way is tough in, in, in especially the NHL and I had till July 15th to get that deal done. And and it was the 14th of the afternoon. I'd given one last shot. I texted Coop. I I told him the deal and I said, I need a contract by the end of the day. Can you help me out? You know, he, you know, wanting it to see some highlights of my, my previous year in Switzerland and, and that, and, um, I got a text from him saying he's going to reach out to Steve Eisenman at the time and, and we'll try and get something done. And I got a phone call a couple hours later with, with a deal, which was, uh, so I give a lot of credit to, to John Cooper and, and Steve and the guys who kind of trust me and take loyalty. And I, I wanted to give it everything I got to, to kind of relay that, you know, that, that, that loyalty and, and thank them for, for giving me an opportunity. And so. Yeah, and I spent the next couple of years up and down, kind of a death there. I was fortunate enough to play some playoff games with them. I um, was close to winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, we had up losing to Washington in the in the in the conference finals that year, and then I think they won the the following year, the, the two years later. But uh, uh, but I had a blast, you know, being up and down with, with Tampa and Syracuse um, was was obviously a, another dream come true. And eventually, it was it, it, the reason I ended up leaving again, was just because. Uh, it was almost too much for, for having a young ended and having calendar there in Syracuse. So the travel was getting a little hard, my wife and I figured, you know, it'd be nice to maybe go back to Switzerland for, her and try that out. Cause you know, you're home in your old bed every night and you can kind of be around your kid a little more, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I had such a blast that second time around with, with the crunch. And like I said, hopefully it's not my, my last time and, and I can relive some of those memories. And I know I, I stay in touch with Wally a lot. I chirp him a lot. And I see he's, <laughs> Having a career year for himself, which is which is fun to see, but uh, uh, it'd be nice to play with him again and then some of those guys.
1: Yeah, he is—he uh, is one of a kind, we, for sure. And we will circle back <laughs> on uh, on Daniel Walcott uh, here in a moment as well. One of the guys you've certainly played with a bunch in your career. Uh, but let's uh, let's pause on that 2016-17 season. I mean, Daniel Walcott was here at that point as well in a different capacity. But well, that was such a great year, you know, for you for the organization. The Crunch go to the finals in 2017. That was such a fun team to uh, to watch and and to see as the year progressed. It was Ben Grew's first season in Syracuse. What do you remember from that year? It was uh, you know, you saw some time both in Tampa and in Syracuse, but at the end you came back and and what a great run of the finals it was that year. What do you remember the most from that uh that special season 2016-2017?
0: Oh that was uh that was awesome. I remember getting uh you know, some of those young guys even coming in, Howard and and Sorelli and um was Radish around that year. Uh, Mitchell sure Stevens.
1: Stevens had come in, uh yeah. Oh was, Stevens, yep. right,
0: Stevens, yep. And then I remember throughout the playoffs, I think we ended up getting Wachowski back because he was out. In, he was up in Tampa. I remember that being a big boost for us. And um, and so there was, uh, you know, that was that was exciting. I thought we, I, I, just the way you know, play with Gord was a pretty. That was pretty special to I me. Mean, I think uh, I give him a lot of credit. We, uh, um, me and him, you know, I think the head a couple of times. With, PG, he gave it to us a few times whenever a team was playing. We we took a lot of the heat, and I, I I like that. You know, I like taking some of the heat, and I think so does he. And me. you know, we like the, we like the pressure. So we um, uh, it was easy to play with a guy like him. He works. You know, he's the hardest working guy I've played with, or or one of them at least. And uh, and and so we built a lot of pretty good chemistry, um, especially in that uh, that uh, series against uh, a Providence where, you know, we, we won some big games and, and it's, it's, hockey seemed pretty, pretty easy at that time for, for the two of us. And, and, uh, but yeah, I remember it was, it was, yeah, it was, that was a disappointing final. You know, we, we ran out of gas maybe a little bit. I don't know. It It was, uh, you know, it was been so fun to bring, bring a title to Syracuse that year. I remember how disappointed we were after, after the loss, but, uh, at the same time, I think it uh, we gained some fans throughout that, that run and, and, and uh, um, you know, hopefully they get a, a run like that here again in, in the near future.
1: Sell out crowds, the excitement throughout the course of that playoff run, and, boy, you and Yanni Gordon were so much fun to watch together, and, you know, throughout the course of that year, but especially the playoffs, uh, both point-per-games and, and better in the postseason. Uh, you know, it – it's amazing the playoff run that you guys had, and and you have that first round series against St. John's. You lose game one, you have to go to St. John's games one and two. You lose game one, you have right. to rally back in uh, game two and get the uh, the double overtime win by time again. I mean, it is amazing when you think about it how how close it was to not even getting off the ground. But once you get that uh, get through that series, it just takes off from there. Yeah, that's
0: right. And I think they had. Uh, did they have a goal called back or something happened? Yes, St. John's as well. Or, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. So I actually totally forgot about that until now. But um, going to St. John's, obviously, that was a fun time. But uh, at that at that point, it was all business, and and uh, you know they were good. there it's hard to play there. So we knew uh, if we were to lose at home, it'd be tough to you know try and make it back. But fortunately, we did, and and, and yeah, we we got kind of lucky out of getting out of that that uh, series, and then. Use that to, to kind of propel us to, uh, eventually to the finals. But, uh, but yeah, it's great. Playoffs is uh, it's anyone's game. You know, it's, it's it's so fun. That's why the playoffs are so fun because anything can happen. And um, you know, fortunately, we we made it to the finals that year, and you know, made some pretty good memories.
1: Well, let's pause now. On uh, you've talked about him a couple times now. Ben Grew as well, of course, uh, He's still here with Syracuse's seventh year now as the head coach of the Crunch. Uh, that was his first year back in twenty sixteen seventeen, and you know we know you're hoping to get back into uh, to to be coached by him again. But you know, what's that relationship like? I know it's uh, you kind of said he he would give it to you at times that year, you and Yanni Gord. But he's been so successful here in Syracuse. What has made him such a good coach?
0: Yeah, he just knows how to press the right buttons. I guess I don't know. He he just expects a lot. He expects a lot of those players. Um, you know he rewards hard work. He he gives every opportunity. He's working hard. He'll give you an opportunity to, to to perform and play well and and stuff like that. And I think a lot of players respect that. And um, you know his practices are hard. You know because he wants you ready for for games. He he's such a good. I know he's a great. He's a great coach, but he's even better at developing players. He's developed so many of these young players to become you know good NHL players and, and good professional players. and um I think a lot of people see that but uh but yeah him and I have I'd say a pretty solid relationship like I said I still keep in touch with them I've I had a good chat with them um the one you know time they traveled to Belleville is a practice day for you guys and I, I caught up with him then and asked him about uh, how things were going and stuff but we keep in touch pretty well and um I know he's a guy that would love he's a guy that would love an opportunity to play to coach in the NHL and you know that's what he wants. That's his end goal, and that's anyone's end goal. But uh, he's doing it the right way. He's he's, he's helping the young guys, and he seems to be winning. He's a coach that can that can find ways to win and and put together the right uh, structure for for teams to to be successful. So um, I think a lot of people respect him in in, the, in hockey, and uh, I certainly do. And uh, I wish nothing you know but the best for him.
1: Yeah, no no doubt about that. He's been a big part of the uh, success for this organization, the Lightning organization, over the years with how many uh, guys he's been able to develop and get into Tampa Bay. Uh, all right, then we've talked about him a few times. Daniel Walcott, of course, one of the, uh, well, he's the all-time <laughs> leader in games played now in Syracuse. You already said it. He's having a great year on the ice this year, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the question is, but Daniel Walcott, go. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the last, last time I saw him in person, he was on the ice chirping BB for having more goals than him. I'm not sure if that's still the, still the case, but, uh, um, you know, he's, you know, hard to, like you said, he's kind of hard to describe too. He's hard to ask a question about, cause he's just, you know, how he is. He's a, he's considered the mayor of Syracuse. I think, you know, he, he, he does everything on the ice and he does everything as much as you can off the ice to, you know, change people in, in a good way. And, uh, you know, he's well-respected in that dress room. That's for sure. He's the leader on the team. He's been a leader for, you know, since he's got there pretty much. And, um, you know, he, he, he can be serious and then he can be a, a guy that's, um, you know, jokes around and, and, and lightens the room up a little bit. So he, he's got a little bit of everything and this year, you know, he's got a scoring touch, I guess. <laughs> he doesn't, uh, He's, uh, you know, he's been a good player his whole life. He he works, he's, you know, I think usually top three in, in fitness testing every year. He's a guy that's in good shape and, and uh, cares about his body. And uh, he's a true professional. So he, he's, he's awesome. He's a really good friend of mine. I consider him one of my best friends. And, um I see he's pretty good at poker too considering how yeah. he did a couple of days ago. He he had the uh,
1: great get up there. He he looked he looked the part oh, that's yeah. for sure.
0: I I wouldn't expect less. His Halloween costumes every year are usually the best of, of the team. So he, he knows how to do it right and uh um he takes everything 100%. You know, he he looks at everything and goes 100% of the time. You know, just, he goes he's he's awesome and a great guy, a great character guy, good to have on your team and a player that will be around the league, if not higher up uh,
1: uh, for a long time. Yeah, we have been so fortunate to have had him here in Syracuse for, for so many years. And uh, I think the city and this team is certainly better off uh, for that. Corey Connick, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. Corey, before we let you run, uh, any final thoughts uh, on your time in Syracuse, and, and maybe it continues at some point down the line here. But uh, from, from your previous five years in Syracuse, any uh, any closing thoughts?
0: The one thing when I think about Syracuse is the fans in that building and how hard it is to play. And so hopefully um, that continues and, and it, it can stay that way for, for a long time because that makes that display so special. And I feel like uh, every year you see see new fans and, and, and younger fans and, and fans that uh, – Really change the game for 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 a lot of those games that are that are close. You know, it's important to have them. Uh, they bring a lot to the to the game, and 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 um, hopefully they see how much we we care about them because we we really do as players to to see them come and support us. It, it means a lot, and um, so just uh, I wish I want them to get a title. That's my my next thing. I want Syracuse to get a to get a cup here in the near future. They
1: deserve it, and
0: I'd be, uh, if I'm not a part of the team, I'm definitely going to come to the. The, the the celebration afterwards. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: that'll be uh, that will be fun to to see uh, down the line for uh, for this Crunch team. Uh, Corey. Thanks so much for doing this. I know it was a little bit short notice. We appreciate you doing that. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow, and we'll uh, catch up again real soon.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy.
1: There he is, Corey Conacher. We thank him for giving us the time, and we hope you enjoyed the conversation. Corey is one of the greats both on and off the ice, and you can tell he would love another crack at a cup here in Syracuse. He ranks fifth all-time in crunch scoring with 205 points in 224 crunch games. He's played on three crunch teams that have gone on to win division titles and both teams that eventually went to the Calder Cup Finals course he only played in one of those finals but he was here at the start of 2012 2013 well we wish him luck as he looks to return to the ice this season whether that's in syracuse or elsewhere if you have any stories of the honey badger Corey conacher we'd love to hear them and share them on an upcoming episode of the show you can send in a voice memo to me via email l.favalli@syracusecrunch.com. at SyracuseCrunch.com. That'll do it for this week's episode of the show. Thanks again to Corey Conacher for joining us. For all of us with the Syracuse Crunch, I'm Lucas Favali saying so long for now. We'll chat again next time on another episode of Crunch Chronicles.